Good morning. Good morning. It is awesome to be here this morning. Uh, beautiful morning. Again, the weather's a little colder. It's not nice. Um, this morning, uh, we'll start out with a little story, then I'm going to preach a message that may hit home with, with a few people. But uh, one thing I can tell you is uh, I never really, when I, when I was young, I had a really good imagination. I thought about a lot of things, but I never thought about myself getting old. I thought about myself to a certain point, but like from my age on, I, I really never considered it. And believe it or not, most places that I go now, even to school where I teach, I'm generally one of the oldest. Feel young here. I appreciate that. <laughs> but again, I never considered myself um, that. And, and as I look back, you know, I see um, that the signs were there that I was eventually going to get old. Well, I was in my mid thirties, which was three or four years ago. Uh, oh well, twenty whatever years ago, I played basketball a whole lot still. And then just one day when I was playing basketball, things didn't feel the same. I was never a great athlete, but I could jump a little bit and move. And I, all of a sudden, I could still jump, but I couldn't land very well. It felt different. Uh, used to, when I jumped, it would almost be like I'd spring back up, and then all of a sudden, it just it was like a dead blow hammer. It would just go. <laughs> and... Since then, you know, I've I realized, you know, that it, it's going to happen. And, but again, I never really felt that old. Even when I went back to school to teach at, at, at an old age, I didn't feel that old until a few years ago I took a job in administration. And I did a whole lot. I mean, I was working a bunch. Um, and I was over facilities. I was over security. I was over... I was the athletic, you name it, I was pretty much over it, except for the academic side. And believe it or not, it was a K through eight school, and believe it or not, sometimes kids don't act like they're supposed to. I don't know if y'all have ever noticed that, but every now and then, they act a little different. That's one thing when I was a youth uh, director, also that I had to get used to. I love middle schoolers at church, just the imagination and all, but it, in school, I realized I, I really like, I, I like teaching middle school, but I like high schoolers too. But what I realized about middle schoolers, they don't act the same at school as they do church. You ever notice that? I don't know why, but one day uh, there was this one young man that would get in uh, trouble a little bit at the school that I was at. And in the afternoons, I had this routine I did, and every now and then he'd get to come hang out with me. It was his reward, I guess. It was his punishment. And also, but he was really... Good kid, he would help me do anything that I had going on. And one day I'm just talking to him, and I'm like, look, I said, did you know I used to teach? And he said, no, I didn't. I said, you know, I don't teach anymore. I, I, usually if I ask a question, I know what I want to hear, but I, I had no idea. I just said, I'm making conversation. I said, you know, I don't teach anymore. He looked at me and says, is it because you got old? <laughs> Never really thought about that. But what I realized from doing that job for, for, for 
for a, a school year is that if I was going to be in the school, I'd even be in the classroom. Because uh, I'm not too old to teach, I hope. And what I'm going to talk about today a little bit is a little bit uncomfortable because I'm going to talk about age just a little bit. I'm going to talk about age and how that's just a, just a part of living and how we're still called to do some things. And we don't get old, too old to do a, a lot of things that we're called to do. I'm going to start. I'm going to read some scripture. I'm going to read from Psalm 92. I'm going to read verses 12 through 15. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. In old age, they still produce fruit. They are always green and full of sap, showing that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Lord, thank you for creating us to, uh, to serve you, Lord. I just pray that as we go through this lesson, Lord, that your, flow, your words flow through me. If not, they flow in spite of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Think about it. A goal of many people who are in the workforce right now, and probably a lot of you all, when you may have been in the workforce before, is, is retirement. Who look forward to retirement or is looking forward to retirement? Who's enjoying retirement? All right. <laughs> Who wants to go back? <laughs> I don't see anybody. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a goal of ours to, to live uh, fairly comfortably in our retirement. We want to do that. Some of us may be thinking about retirement in a few years. And again, when we retire, we don't really want our lifestyle to drop a whole lot. We want to continue doing the things that we do that we're able to do. But I want to talk more about retirement from what the Lord has called us to do. One thing I've noticed for the last several years, even before I became a pastor, is really old pastors don't really retire. They retire, then they take two or three other appointments. Well, they retire and they still get called out of retirement to do some funerals and some other stuff. When you're in ministry, you really don't retire. There's always something out there for you to do. And it's not just the same. It, it, it's the same for people who are not pastors as well. We can retire from our secular jobs, but we can't retire from what God wants us to do. If we try to, it kind of eats at us. Because he still has a calling on our life. Now, our calling may be different as we age than it was when we were younger. Some of the things I did uh, many years ago as a coach or a or, 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 or youth director, I can't do the same anymore. I don't feel the same when I do it um, anymore. But uh, there's still things that we're called to do. Again, sometimes our physical problems may limit us from doing some of the things we used to do in ministry, but we're still called to do ministry. 
And Psalms 92, 12 through 15 remind us of this. Man, we're described right there as a palm tree. A palm tree. Cedar trees. You ever seen a palm tree? They're full of life. So are cedar trees. They're full of life. They're full of they're, they're green. They're full of sap. They're flourishing. That's what we're being described at in that scripture. Verse 14 says, In old age they still produce fruit. They're always green and full of sap. And again, as long as a tree, a cedar tree has sap in it, it has life. When the sap's dried up, it's pretty much done. But as long as we have sap, we have life. And we still have sap. We're still called to bear fruit. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about how we need to be connected to the vine. And when we're connected to the vine, we produce fruit. By what's in the vine, not what's in us. In the same way as we get older, again, our ministries may change. Some of the things that we produce may look different. But we're still called to produce things because we're still fresh and flourishing. You all are fresh and flourishing. I'm fresh and flourishing. There's things that God can do through my life that I thought I may have been a little bit too old to do. And this morning as I go through this, I'm going to show you some examples in the Bible how God has used older people. And I'm going to show you uh, some examples of the way God's still using older people today. And I'm going to show you some examples about what we need to be doing next. If you look in the Bible, God uses older people all the time. You don't have to be young for God to use you. If you look at Moses and Aaron, they were both over 80 when God called them to, to lead the Israelites out of bondage. They were always already past their normal lifespans, what Psalm 90.10 tells us. And then when Joshua and Caleb were called and given charge to lead the conquest of Canaan, it was in their last 30 years of their life. And Joshua lived to be 110. He was pretty old when God was still used him. And then Daniel, we, we love the story of Daniel. You see, he served God from the days of his youth for over 70 years. He was over 80 when he served as one of the governors of the kingdom of Babylon. And he was thrown the lion's den. He was over 80. He prospered. He received a series of visions. Then Zacharias and Elizabeth, they're the parents of John the Baptist. Both were advanced years. That's what Luke 1.7 tells us. Yet, he was still serving his temple, and she gave birth to John. Well, a lot of people thought they were too old. And then you have Simeon and Anna, a couple of older folks that were there when Jesus was taken to the temple to be presented. That's who God chose to be there, receive him. And Anna had been there serving God by fasting and praying all day and night. And then Paul, when he carried the good news, he was old. He was older. When he wrote the books of the Bible, we read the Philippians, he's a pretty old guy. And God's still using him. 
whether he's in prison or not, whether his health is good or not, God's still using him to pen most of the New Testament. We don't get too old for God to use us. In the Bible, again, he used so many people who were in advanced years. There's so many other examples that I can but that I can that I can show you. But these actually illustrate how elderly can still bear fruit in their older age. Well, what about today? Is God still using older people? In the church today. To be honest with you, the church is kind of set up for older people to lead. We have elders. Acts 14.23 says, And after they had appointed elders for, the, for them in each church, with prayer and fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord to whom they had come to believe. See, no matter how old we are, we can still teach. We can still lead a flock. We can oversee. The big thing we do is give good examples for the younger people. But sometimes we, when we retire from our secular jobs, sometimes we want to look for retirement from our Christian jobs as well. And again, those things may change us because as we get older, sometimes physically we can't do the same things that we used to do, but God can still use us. He can still use us. No matter what we think of ourselves and, and, and how worthy we are, how what our ability is, when God calls us, He's going to equip us. Just like when we were younger. Just like when He first called us. He's still going to equip us in the same way. Again, we should be teachers of good things. Male and female should teach. I've told this story a few times, but it fits so well here. At a youth camp a few years ago, we did a mission project for an older lady. She wasn't that old. She was in her, her mid-90s, so she wasn't extremely old, but uh, she was getting up there, and we went over there to do a job. And the job that she had for us that needed to be done was too much job than we needed to do, but we decided to do it anyway. And what happened in the course of a couple of weeks and then a couple of years even after this is she was the best teacher the whole camp. Because every day, when the kids would be working, they'd get hot. She'd give them water. She'd sit on her porch. And she'd tell the ladies, the young ladies, how to remain pure and how to live their lives. That's pretty strong coming from a 95-year-old lady. And she'd tell the gentlemen how to treat ladies and how to live their lives. And they'd listen to every word she said. She was 95. God still use her. Again, when you plan stuff, when you plan ministries, they often don't turn out exactly like you plan. You ever had that happen? And and what I want to tell you is, kind of happened to me last week here. 
wasn't the service that I had planned, but God used it. And when stuff like that happens, that's when you can pat yourself in the back because you're doing it right. Because if you do it by exactly the way you planned it, and it goes exactly the way you planned it, you're not letting God do His thing. For a ministry to flourish, you've got to give it to God. There are certain things I can't do on my own. But when I give them to God, He can do it for me. I can still flourish. I can still be green. I'm still full of sap. And maybe other things. Life. That's what I was thinking of. Full of life, yeah. But again, we can't stop teaching. Even now, well, what should we do next? I mean, there, there's so many ways we can serve the Lord. We've got so many gifts in this church right now. I've been blessed. I've last week started my fourth appointment year here. And I've seen you all do some incredible stuff. I've seen people, I've seen great hospitality and benevolence. We've come together and helped people in need. I've seen people send cards. I've seen people encourage I've seen people get soaking wet serving hot dogs. I've seen uh, people getting soaking wet putting their equipment back up before it ruined. I have seen so many things in this church that we need to keep going. God's got so many things for us to do. He can still use us. There's so many people in this church that have the gift of encouragement. And believe me, I appreciate that. Because I'm so I need some encouragement sometimes. And I thank you. But we've got so many gifts. You see, God can still use people of all ages who are willing to prepare themselves. And who are willing to present themselves. And who are willing to take what you have and give it to God and watch Him bless it. You see, we may retire from secular jobs, but not from our service to the Lord. You see, only death can really stop us from serving the Lord. And what's really a blessing is the way you live your life, your life can still speak even after you're gone. What well, I talked to Fred week before last as we're preparing for Imogene's funeral. He told me that she preached her own view. So even in death and beyond, the way we lived our life, the way we served the Lord, the way we served each other can still keep speaking. All the only problem with it is we kind of live in a youth-oriented culture now. Have you noticed that? Have you ever felt out of place? I'm fairly technology, uh, I used to say I was fairly technologically savvy, but I'm not anymore. You get around a group of kids, man, they can pick something up and, and do it. You see, but they still need us. They need us, especially in this world of technology, this world of youth. We've lost some social skills. We need to teach kids that. We need to teach kids how to look people in the eye. speak. 
See, we're still called to do that because I'm telling you, I'm just going to turn this scripture around just for a second and give you all just some encouragement. But I'm telling you, you flourish like a palm tree. You grow like a cedar. You still produce fruit. You're green and full of life. You show that the Lord is upright and is always righteous. He's your rock. That's what that scripture really means. It's talking to me. It's talking to you. When it's talking about being full of life, it talks about being green. It means there's still life left in us. And as long as there's life left in us, we've got a mission to do. We have things to accomplish. I've heard an old saying, if you're green, you're growing. And when you're ripe, you're wrong. I don't want to be ripe. This scripture tells me I'm green. Maybe getting gray too, but I'm green. God can still use me. He can still use you. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for using us. Lord, thank you for all your many blessings, Lord. Help us look for ways to serve you. Lord, sometimes we want to look for ways to slow down, Lord, but uh, serving you can keep us young. Serving you can remind us just how much life we have left in us and how we need to share it with everybody that we, we meet. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for this wonderful community. Lord, thank you most of all for sending your son to, to, to suffer and die for our sins. In Jesus' name, amen.